Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Can we talk about the notion of the rock being dangerously sized to be operating a rickety boat? That seems seems judgmental. No, no, it doesn't. He needs a bigger boat. Would you get in a canoe with the rock? No. The buoyancy is an issue here, like 100%. He's very dense, and he's going to bring the boat down. I am not saying the dude has, like, body issues or anything like that. I'm saying I don't think he should be the skipper of a boat that's filled with holes. He will do all the paddling. He actually serves as his own ballast. But I don't think I'd look at, like, DJ Qualls and be like, ah, he should be the skipper. Like, the boat seems to be the problem, not the captain. Which maybe is a good segue to talk about Texas football. (laughs) Anyway, so, you guys want to do a show? Yeah, so you want me to hit you want, want me to hit him with it? Do it. Hit him. I believe Texas already hit him with it. To the full cast after dark. Man, you cracked in the middle there, just like Texas. <laughs> yeah, Texas cracked in the middle and at the end. And in the beginning. And in the beginning. <laughs> Y'all, Texas is back. Texas is back. Texas is back of the division. Here's some fun trivia uh, since we're doing that. When is the last time Kansas beat Texas at Daryl K. Royal? Never. Correct. Correct, Holly from downtown. <laughs> Bang from the logo. In, yeah. in all of recorded human history, it has never happened. I had a lot of time to think about this in peace and quiet because it was a Texas home game. There are absolutely no previous victories in this series. None. That is what you were telling me. Yes, Kansas has not won in Texas in the entirety <laughs> of the time these teams have played each other. <laughs> Ryan, you had some other Texas historical facts floating up the timeline. Oh, yeah. So so I decided to do that thing to be like, all right, Texas has now lost five games in a row. When has that happened most recently? Which frequently Texas doesn't even lose five games in a season. They went seven and three last year and finished ranked 19th. Things were not that bad. But 1956, the year both my parents were born is the last time that Texas lost five games in a row in a single season. So many things have happened since 1956. I feel like Texas should be a lot happier to be repeating 1956. You shouldn't do something for the first time since a like Back to the Future-ish setting. Like That's a problem. Chuck, it's your cousin Marvin. Marvin Sarkeesian. <laughs> you think that Listen sucked? to piss. Watch this. <laughs> 
Marvin Sarkeesian is actually kind of an awesome yeah. name. Like, what's the, that's not alliteration. What's it when it comes at the end of the word? Assonance. I thought the assonance <laughs> was vowels. Yeah, it is vowels. You're right. Oh, it's, yeah. is it consonants? Yeah. My, my mother's going to kill me when she hears this and not for any of the usual reasons. Yeah. Now, the question is, by the way, is Texas going to lose out? Is it relevant what the schedule is? I looked at this, so I know, but I, I won't tell you if you guys just want to guess blindly. I don't want to guess blindly. I'm going to say if they lost to Kansas, it's entirely possible that they could lose out. Their last two games are at West Virginia, then they host Kansas State. They could easily lose both of those if they just lost to Kansas at home at DKR. Can I posit a a bold theory Mm -hmm. that I'm not sure anybody would have guessed several years ago? In the most recent years in which they had to make a head coaching hire, can it be said that the two Kansases made stronger hires than any pair of Texas schools you can pull? Well... Baylor has made, I would argue Baylor has made two good hires. No, no, no. I mean, like, if you pull, if you pick two power, two power schools from Texas, like, you could maybe, I still feel like it's too early for you to make a case for Dave Miranda. Although today was certainly compelling evidence. I guess Jimbo's up there, but, like, both Kansas schools appear to be at least moving in a humming direction. (laughs) Yeah, but they didn't pay as much money for it, and that's what counts. Mm, That's true. I was because Houston was the other one. I was like, you can maybe make an interesting case for them at this point, but they sure have paid a lot of money for everything all of the time. Oh, I wasn't thinking of a shoot. I wasn't thinking of Houston being in the P. Or, of course, UTSA. By the time this episode is published, UTSA could be in a power conference. That's right. This is very true. Okay, withdrawn. But the fact that it was a discussion seems like something. Put UTSA in the top 10 tomorrow. Why not? Nobody's good. I want to make another theorem. Yes. Would they have been better off if all the stories this week had been about the monkey instead of the instead of the bus <laughs> screaming? Uh huh. Better better off implies that this could have ended any other way. What do you want us to talk about, Texas? Hey, what did te- how did Texas special teams do tonight? Speaking of which, I think it was a mixed bag because we were talking about this pre-show and I was like, oh, look, they blocked a punt. That was pretty good. I don't know how they did in the first half, but I remember there was at least one major error in special teams. I do think that they have something unfortunate coming for um, their special teams coach, who was the one involved in the monkey affair. He was not involved. I don't think there was an affair. Yeah. (laughs) The monkey protocol scenario. I'm I'm making it sound like the weirdest John LaCare novel. The, The committed monogamous relationship that happens to include a monkey. That is correct. That if you are Steve Sarkeesian and you mm-hmm. walk in and like, you know, because this is the co- conversation I imagine that happens if you're Steve Sarkeesian and you walk in and all of a sudden you've got like the blinking red light on your phone that indicates you have an angry voicemail from uh, Red McCombs or some other Texas booster who likes to imagine that he drives a Cadillac with longhorns on the front of it. And it's like, I got money, so I get what I want. I'm a giant toddler all my life. Just go around demanding ice cream. Right? Like, you have the one message on there that's basically like, you gotta fire somebody! And, like, Steve Sarkeesian's looking around, and he's going, well, who do I fire? <laughs> You're like, I don't really oh. care about performance or not. If I gotta sacrifice anybody, it's I would not you, fire buddy. the person who has access to a monkey with a demonstrated history of attacking humans. Texas hit 8 of 8 extra points tonight and had a better punting average, so... <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like the whole coaching staff needs monkeys. The punter and the kicker broadly speaking don't throw interceptions that seemed to be the larger problem for texas they didn't give up 57 points that's true speaking of which 
how many quarterbacks did we go through tonight in a game that uh, topped 70 points before we got to overtime? Texas, uh, Texas, what, rotated two-ish? Rotated is kind of a... I was told at one point that KU was down to their third. Huh. I will now pretend I know who KU's starting quarterback was. <laughs> yes, he's very good. Was it? Fella named Jalen Daniels threw all but one of their passes, it appears. I was told at one point that that was Kansas's third string quarterback who was like starting. Could be the case. Yeah, okay. he, he's first. He's first now. Kansas fans just screaming right now. Look, we're trying. Okay, that's the problem. We, we definitely try. know a lot about Kansas. I will never Kansas pretend football. to know who KU's starting quarterback was supposed to be. It's that yeah, is a promise. Pledge. Just say <laughs> wherever we can tell he may you a be. A lot about sex well, life. All right. It is after dark, yeah. so I can't get mad. <laughs> that was on this show. Don't act like you're better than me. I don't remember things that happened on the show. It's been on the internet for 15 years. <laughs> I'm only 18 Ryan, years old. Ryan, didn't you so. read the... Please tell me this somehow made yeah. it into the 2007 project. I don't think it did. Um, I believe I believe we earmarked it as future IP for a documentary. Okay. So, yeah, the 2007 Kansas Jayhawks documentary. It's going to be the most popular college football documentary Look, ever made. Look, if you made. didn't know was into now you do. Congratulations to him on all his success. It's just, there was, a point, there was a point in the day where Texas fans were watching Oklahoma lose for the first time all season. They finally threw up. Been saying for a while. They're, they've been doing a great job. Not, <laughs> I don't feel too good. Not thrown up, but now you did. And now hopefully you feel better. Go have a breakfast sandwich in the morning. Orange Gatorade. Don't accidentally get mango. Pulled that trick. Oh, no. Orange Gatorade is way too fragrant for post-puking. You got to go lemon-lime. Okay. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Or like one of the frost flavors. I feel like they're more delicate. This is... Listen, Ryan, your last university attended was NYU. I went, and I went hard in the paint. I went hard in the paint. It's not true. <laughs> Fighting violets. <laughs> I was the greatest partier at Swarthmore. Yeah. Listen. That, that person probably goes I don't very think you can hard. hang with those girls. Yeah. Yeah. It gets dark early up there. So there were Texas fans watching that being like, woo! Get to watch Oklahoma lose. <laughs> and, and thinking like, well, and we have a home game against Kansas. Again, we've never lost at home to Kansas. It's free money from the government. What could go wrong? Kansas football, free money from the government is an amazing <laughs> motto for Kansas football. Kansas football, free money from just, the government. Just the question mark suit guy being like, did you know the government will pay you to field Kansas football? <laughs> I don't remember. Put some respect name. on Matthew Lesko's name. How do you not know Matthew Lesko's name? I'm not as Florida as the I thought God. I was. KU football, the mesothelioma fund. <laughs> you or your loved ones may be suffering from Kansas football. And you know who's come down with a case? That'd be the Texas Longhorns. That's right. I don't even know what that is, but they have it. Whatever it is, they have it. <laughs> and when you have that disease, you get money, and that's mm -hmm. the thing Texas likes. So congratulations, mm -hmm. Texas. Mm -hmm. The thing you like most. Got all the money. So much money. You got to fire somebody, Steve. Why don't you fire that monkey man? I was going to say, I do have one major complaint about the Texas-Kansas game, though. I try not to harp too much on the the booth, the commentary happening during the game. But I think it was mm -hmm. Kelly Stauffer, I think it was. Are you, are you commenting on the idiosyncratic styling <laughs> was, oh boy. of was, Kelly Stauffer? Look, he's, he's very avant-garde. 
By which I mean you spend a lot of time staring at it and going, my kid could do this. I will, I will excuse everything he did in the following circumstance. He knows Bill Connolly and he hates Bill Connolly. <laughs> <laughs> and he said all of these things. Like to hear somebody say like, analytics wasn't built for a time like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and the, the situation was three minutes to go in a regulation fucking football game. Right. Right. At what point does math go out the window here? There's, they're also talking about it like, well, you know, you can't lead on analytics when you haven't won a Big 12 game. No. What are you talking about? Why would you do the stupid thing? This is when you need it more than ever before. <laughs> when you literally are in uncharted territory, you should listen, bring the chart listen, with you. I can't trust you with anything but math. Listen, if y'all think we're mad, wait for Split Zone tomorrow. Y'all, we're oh, idiots. Man. And, we, and, we thought, man, and we thought this was completely uh, th- this, out of pain. This dude was completely irritating. And like I, I have completely had like Rod Gilmore. Rod Gilmore is still the god. Still the god Gilmore. If Rod no, is scared, man, I, I stand with Rod's right to be scared. If Rod says, I wouldn't go for it on second down, I'm like, that's right, Rod. Live your truth. But all these other <laughs> announcers... <laughs> Give me an option. Give me a second feed. I don't give a shit. Give me someone who likes to watch football teams try to win. I don't need to see announcers scolding teams for trying to win. Like, I don't even care about defending analytics here. Like, defend entertainment. Defend trying. Yeah. Because the thing that Kansas did do that I think was the most frustrating from this perspective was when they just ran the ball three times after they picked it up just so Texas could burn all their timeouts. And it's like, you don't have an otherworldly punter. You're just going to give them the ball back in good field position. They're still going to have like a minute. And lo and behold, they scored. Wouldn't it have been more interesting if you had tried to pick up a first down? Who cares if you give it back to them with a minute and no timeouts or a minute and one timeout? Who gives a shit? If you get a first down, the game is over. So the one time that they did the safe thing, the analytics are for babies who don't know how to lift good. <laughs> That's the time that it like almost came back and bit you in the ass. And at the end, in overtime, I loved that they went for two. That was great because they were trying to win. That's fucking right. If you're the announcer and you are paid by this company, you, part of your job should be a more entertaining game. Shouldn't you be shaming the coaches into making things more entertaining? Yes. This yes. is your vested interest here. Yes. Make it so the crowd has fun and embarrass the coaches who are not trying to have fun. That's your job. You don't own stock in Y'all one of these teams in, in good decisions. That's not what we're here for. We're here mm-hmm. for college football, not good decisions. No, clearly not. I'm glad you said he doesn't own stock in good decisions because in this particular scenario that Kelly cooked up in his enormous noggin here, what was your plan and how would it have gone better? He was just railing against it without providing any kind of viable alternative or even like a coherent alternative you nerds are messing around with your mini max when i need to know your deadlift max yeah i want to see these dudes as like bake-off judges where they're like pancakes the safest cake you can make you and your fancy mirror glaze you're gonna get somebody killed out there why don't you just stick to a safe flapjack with no fillings none of that fancy blueberry nonsense mind you (laughs) <laughs> Brian, please use this voice for the rest of the show. <laughs> also, it matches your jacket. Go birds. Every announcer Go is birds. like, have you considered fear? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is my my other favorite thing. You hit on something that I really absolutely just detest across the board. 
I mean, universally, it is our propensity as Americans to address everything from a no, position of... No, no, no. Don't, ma- put, don't put us in this shit. No, no, no. There. It's a position Don't put our handsome listeners on there. As management, right? Like, oh, well, what I would do is I would do this. No, you wouldn't. You're a fucking moron. <laughs> Most of you are fucking morons. I've seen... Listen, I've been behind some of y'all in line at, at La Colombe, okay? Yeah. Most of you are barely handling putting your baggage in the overhead compartment. <laughs> Look, I, okay, I and had, by you, I mean us. Yeah, there, there you go, there you go. <laughs> I, ha- I had, I had a great moment. This has nothing to do with anything. I was in the store earlier this, uh, earlier today, and I heard a lady on the phone. I was in the toy aisle, and she's, mm-hmm. she's on the phone. She's like, "Yeah, they got the Avengers. They got the Avengers." <laughs> <set here." laughs> just like, what? What? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Like, even if you think the comic book thing is way overdone, how did you make it to 2021 and think that it's the Avengers? Like, they live next door. Hey, I'm Todd Avenger. Happy to meet you. You know, Captain America. America. Captain America. Spitterman. This is an extreme example, but... Iron Man. <laughs> if you live in Atlanta, well, it's... uh. It's a lot less funny than it used to be, but if you live in Atlanta, which is basically a company town for the CDC, before a couple years ago, it was real fun to follow the local news alerts for the CDC because about once a year, you would get a local news story that never broke nationally that was about stuff like, oh, let's say a bunch of people who work at the CDC getting sick because the guy who had the two labels that said anthrax and not anthrax put them on the wrong vials. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Or like another time, they just left an open, was it monkeypox that they just left open on the counter and went to lunch? Yeah. And my point is that, and this is another extreme example, but my point is that there are idiots all over the place. Uh-huh. Like there's not, no one industry contains a, a number of, you know, even rocket scientists have some the office ass workplaces, right? And yeah. that just, I felt that in my bones tonight. Like you're not, oh my God, you're not smarter just because you're on television and we know that, we all know that, but you don't need to point that out to us. We get it. Speaking of monkeypox, uh, Texas uh, achieved 574 yards and still lost to, to the Kansas Jayhawks at home for the first time ever. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, it is amazing. I And this was going so well for Texas, including their foes, Iowa State, who lost by, and I. this is all I want to say about this game, and it's this, that if you saw Iowa State, Texas Tech, you missed an awesome game because at one point, Iowa State came back from being way down to tie it at 38 okay i believe they were down like at least 20 points and then roared back and came back to tie it at 38 texas tech drove down the field with very little time on the clock and lined up for what seems like a foolish 62 yarder mr gold watch guy by the way who's like yeah these analytics nerds this this is they get it okay you're bailed out by talent that's usually what happens when your dumbass decisions work, right? When you're like, yeah, I go for the 62-yarder. That makes sense. You can do that if you have a dude who can hit an absolute thunderbolt of a kick like Texas Tech's kicker did because he bombed a 62-yarder, Jonathan Garibay. Yeah, yeah, just like we drew it out. Somebody said his previous season high was like 48. 48. <laughs> 48, and he just decided to smoke it by almost 15 yards. Sure. It's fine. 
right? Decided to just hit it, and he could, it would have been good from seventy. It was just it was a, so high. It was no what was way. It at a point about I think it was like one second into the kick when it's still in the air, and you yeah. hear one of the color guys, guys just go, "Wow!" wow. <laughs> like, like like he was watching like a baby bird hatch out of an egg, or a sunrise, or a double rainbow, or some shit. It was and. The kick deserved that. No wobble, no fade, no, no slice. No, that thing. It was, was just... like it came out of a motherfucking trebuchet. <laughs> My theory is it's the thin air on Lubbock Mars. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That makes the tortillas so easy to fling and swirl. Yeah, they fly for several miles, which is why they had to stop throwing them because they were interfering with low flying traffic into uh, Lubbock's airport. They did. They did not stop throwing them. Not tonight. Oh yeah, an absolute thunderbolt of a kick, Jonathan Garibay. I know we're usually just about Matt Areza, uh, the punt god, when it comes to kickers. But that's all right. Now we're giving the rest of the national television market their players to uh, yell about for the next couple of weeks. Jonathan Garibay. Since everybody else has finally picked up on San Diego State, you're welcome. Yeah. By the way, a little live update since we are on live. Uh, Washington State that was down 14-0 to Oregon uh, has tied it up at 14 at the half. Also, like to thank user Josh Mank at Mank on Twitter who points out that we have an incredibly ripped ref in San Jose. (laughs) I like the refs who know that they're going to put their hands overhead, so they need, Uh like, massive delts, right? No, but look, look, he's got some quad definition, too. I don't think this is a boat muscle situation. No, no, no. But, you know, I'm saying he's very well accented for this, right? I don't know you, sir, but congratulations on all your success. He's playing to the test, and it's working very, very well. So they are tied up at 14. Another one, by the way, that did not go the way I thought it was going to go, because I was like, oh my god, you are down 17-7 to Colorado. UCLA chip is going to be fired within two hours. Uh, It's now 44-20 UCLA, because Colorado is very very bad i respect the buffaloes carl durrell not as much my god y'all need help i keep forgetting that's him yeah yeah and they're still very bad i hope the people who were in charge of hiring him keep forgetting that that's him too because then he can hang on to the job it was a real good day for blowing leads uh (laughs) i don't want to talk about it (laughs) washington uh led by 10 points like at the end of the third at the very end of the third quarter and ended up losing 30 35 and only because they uh tacked on a meaningless touchdown at the end and they should have just lost by 11 hey jason hey what's up you know who else blew a lead well auburn sure did for one that's who was on I was my mind say Samford. <laughs> oh sam <laughs> yeah that happened that happened as well Sorry. so uh please but- continue Speaking of Sanford, Evie, my, my daughter, for the listeners who don't know, she was in here. She doesn't give a shit about college football very wisely. She looked up and Baylor was on and she says, is this Oregon? Oregon's the only team she cares about because they have a cute duck mascot. And I was like, no, blah, blah, blah. And I sort of explained what Florida was up to at the time, which was um, <laughs> Florida Florida can't stop Sanford from scoring. And she said, ooh, that's bad. Stanford's not very good. And I said, no, Samford. She said, what's that? <laughs> so Mouths of babes. That's correct. Yeah. So, like, I mean, she she associates Stanford. That's yeah. That's sports. To be clear, if Florida had allowed Stanford to score fifty <laughs> points, that also would have been alarming. That honestly, might have been even worse. Honestly, <laughs> listen. Even at the expense of both of your souls, Ryan and Spencer, I kind of want to see what that looks like. It's fine. I've been dead for years. Like, I love y'all, but. I want to see Sam. St- I want to see Stanford run it up. Husk on three. One, two, three. Husk. The point at which everybody has gathered at Niagara Falls to watch somebody go over it in a barrel, 
ends not with the horror of watching someone go through. No, that, that horror fades the minute they get in the water. At that point, you're just watching somebody getting ready to go over the falls, right? And you're like, ah, I've resigned myself to seeing this. That's where I'm at with Florida. What would you go over Niagara Falls in if you had to go over it in something? Zorb. Zorb. One of those big balls that you can crawl into. That feels like yeah. cheating, but you knew the brand name, so I'll allow it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan, what about you? Pontiac Aztec. Pontiac <laughs> beautiful jason what about you and i just screamed this sucks the whole time <laughs> pontiac aztec with nitrous yeah, ah. i need nos um this game was uh <laughs> honestly in some ways i think this game was even more amazing and interesting than what texas did to kansas because like you give up more than 40 points in a half to a to a mediocre let us clarify fcs team the last time anyone in FBS did that was North Texas fired Dan McCartney for doing that uh, when Portland State ran it up against UNT. Florida is doing shit that is beneath North Texas. The Florida Gators, who have won national titles. I saw it happen several times. North Texas, winner of, winner of three straight games. North Texas, a winning program right now. A, a, a program Florida should aspire to. Spencer had the escape hatch from Florida to North Texas. So none of this is that's right. None of this is his concern. That's right. <laughs> I have some more history. Thanks to our friend Tim Burke, who reminded us the last time Florida was not on national television was the day they lost to Georgia Southern. And the only reason I remember this is because that game was not on national television spencer yeah we were in stillwater for a baylor oklahoma state game mm -hmm. we went from bar to bar looking for a place that had the florida game because for some reason you wanted to watch this we ended up watching it on somebody's phone yep. connected to like their sling box at home i think it was actually one of the stampede bulls guys uh from sb nation and you watched Florida lose to Georgia Southern on a phone in a bar in Stillwater in like 14 degree weather. That is correct. That yeah. is correct. The funniest thing about this game to me are people policing the Florida players for dancing in the locker room. Absolutely not. Calm um, down. You get out there. For, first of all, who made you dance cop? If you're a dance cop, I need to see your dance bonafides. If you're a dance cop, you should be at Florida State. If you're a dance cop, congratulations on your win today over Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like FIU has the much better dance cop program, really. Nah, in coastal. State, if you're willing to get coastal, coastals yeah. is very strong. Yeah, but you know, first of all, thank you, dance cops of the world. Okay, uh, you dance whenever you want to. If you want to do it after beating Sanford, frankly, it, to do it to stop from crying, that would be fine as well. Okay, but in addition to that, do you think this changes anything? Do you think being mad about that, you're like, oh, they need to take this seriously. They could salvage their season. No. <laughs> let, them, let them dance. That's fine. You take this here. Yeah, because taking it seriously has worked out great for them so far. <laughs> I mean, look at it this way. They won a game. <laughs> That's That seems to be pretty difficult right now. I have a historical question for Ryan and Jason that I put to Spencer earlier, and we couldn't think of a good answer. Can you think of a a football coach who, apocryphal or not, take your pick, who lost the locker room, who did not deserve to lose the locker room? Hmm. You ever you ever hear of here a, a guy whose players absolutely just like quit on him on mass and is like, well that sucks. 
what an entitled bunch. What a bunch of little divas. You ever hear of a coach getting that undeservedly? Because I can't think of one. Yeah. No, not that I can think of. No one did it harder than John Makovic at Arizona because there was an actual player mutiny. Mm-hmm. Which goes above and beyond merely losing the locker yeah, room. Yeah, that having... was that was like a locker room turnover. Yeah, because usually we're sort of speculating. We're saying, "Oh, they've lost the locker room." You're, you're making a pretty good guess, as opposed to the players have made a formal statement that you have lost the locker room and they will not play football for you anymore because you are an asshole. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, that's a little bit different. John McAvick's built different. <laughs> <laughs> Another person Texas paid to coach football for them who then suffered as bad a debacle as anyone has ever seen in losing 66-3 to UCLA. That is correct, to UCLA in the worst loss in Texas Longhorns history. So, hey, Steve Sarkeesian, you haven't done that yet. Remember when we thought yet. UCLA-LSU was going to be, like, a big thing? Remember when we were like, oh, this means something. Ah, no, it. couldn't be me. That's it. All I remember is Ed Ogeron yelling about that dude's shirt. That's true. Your sissy blue shirt. Thank you, user I am Jimmy, for reminding us that Georgia Southern beat Florida with no passing yards. I had forgotten that beautiful stat. That but is now, correct. if you want to, if you want to get close to beating Florida as an FCS school, you gotta pass because this program's come a long way. Look at that. We'll let you pass, to be clear, but <laughs> mm. it's not, it's not going to change a thing. So here's a fun connection: Chris Hatcher, the coach of Sanford today, uh, that he likes to pass. A, a school at which this did not work was, of course, Georgia Southern. <clears throat> so you've come full yes. circle, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. I wanted to shout out Ohio State, by the way, for just deciding that the best defense is scoring 59 points. It's pretty good. That's that's a great defense. I think that works really, really well. That's more than 57. That would have worked pretty well for Texas today. I'm not going to say that Ohio State was playing scared, but that one Ohio State fan sure did delete her tweet in a hurry. This was, they. If, I don't know if you saw, but like they were on Purdue's ass instantly. Absolutely, completely dominant. <laughs> Scoring 21 in the first quarter, 24 in the second. <laughs> when, you, when, you got, when you have 45 at the half, you're doing, you're doing all right. Travion Henderson did. He's so fast. He can do that thing where he splits defenders who are like, are you going to get him? Are you going to? Oh, I guess neither of us are going to get him. Oh. That's fine. He split two defenders on a run. Basically, like the other guys assumed that they were on the same plane. No, you're mortals. And he was not. And he wasn't even their leading rusher on the day. The alarming number that jumps out from the box score here is that Ohio State had 59 points and they only ran 69 plays. <laughs> Like normally you should have, it should be like, oh, wow, like 85 play, you know, really just like was up tempo and just, nope, just like they only, they only had, they only had seven third down attempts. It's, it's very like, nope, we're not fucking around with this Purdue thing. Nope, nope. Kill it. Kill it. Snuff it out. (laughs) Nope, nope, nope. No, this was, this was exactly the correct approach, right? Like not only to take Purdue very seriously, but quickly. This was like getting a really nasty spider out of the house. Mm -hmm. They were like, nope, nope. Not batting it around. Burn the house down. Getting it. (laughs) It killed two of our neighbors. We're putting this right out I, there. Yeah. I did not watch any of Michigan Penn State. Wise. Oh, we watched okay. almost all of it. Yeah. Emotionally. It was real stupid. Should I be sad that I missed this? No. It is nothing you no. haven't seen before from either okay. school. Yeah. Yeah. You know, every James Franklin Penn State team loss where it's uh, a bunch of confusing play, punts, uh, turnovers, and yet it's a two-point game at the end. It was that. In dad vernacular, uh, it got real cute. Cool. Yeah. But hey, honestly, Cade McNamara, 
Cade McNamara made some really nice throws today. Mm-hmm. Michigan did the thing that they always do, which is try to like bow up, run the ball. They have a beautiful formation where they have like 8,000 pounds of beef on the field, and they try to pick up your fourth and twos and your fourth and ones with varying success. But Cade McNamara made a couple of rail accurate throws today, like very pretty stuff. So not and by the way not easy to do that's on the road and against a pretty good penn state defense so do i think that they stand a chance against ohio state am i calling for the upset am i leaning toward that am i about to say that yes affirmatively i think that's going to be a competitive game we're going to the game and we're going to be guests of michigan people absolutely i think i think they're going to win because some people listening to this might give me food that day so i'm definitely going to say Yes, but they, they stand don't. A chance. I think they stand a chance. And they I'm don't not want you ironic. to say that they're going to win, though. So you might have just cost us food. Penn State kicked four field goals and only made three. And like, if there is a theme to this season in particular, it seems like across almost every team except Georgia, because Georgia can do this and it doesn't fucking matter. Stop kicking field goals. It's one thing if you're like, oh, we're kicking a forty-eight Stop. yard field goal because like we, you know, p- fuck punting and it's a fourth and long, whatever. But every like. Ole Miss almost did this tonight, and fortunately, yeah, yeah, yeah. and for their sake, they didn't. They like managed to go find touchdowns when they needed them. But it's like I don't know why there are still teams out here who are like, you know what? If you just keep saving up, it feels like somebody giving you financial advice rooted in 1980, where it's like, you know, as long as you can buy your first house in cash, then you could that those that'll start to work for you, and then. If you can have a savings rate of 8%, which any bank should... It's like, motherfucker, that's not how this works anymore. Stop with the field goals. So they they, they said Ryan, that your sound. goal should be acquiring a field, right? Correct. A field with a house on it. Yes. They wanted you to buy land. Ah. Your goal to be acquiring a field. And that's mm-hmm. filtered into their brains. And now mm-hmm. they think that's how you win football games, too. So, uh, Ryan, it- our audio glitched and... It gave me a great idea for next Halloween costume, which is Edward James Ole Miss. <laughs> <laughs> which in my head is just a Dama sure. with a bow tie. Sure. Yeah, we need to we need to do that, and we also need to do Darth Brooks, right? So Garth Brooks. You were going to do that list year this year, and you bailed on it. And I'm extremely. Isn't that just Chris Gaines? <laughs> the chosen one. <laughs> No, Spencer doesn't have bangs. Yeah, I can't do bangs. Not yet. Anakin, Anakin Gaines. Yeah. Oh, I, um, I, I think it's important to to, uh, to to honor and respect today for one reason, which is that Oklahoma is finally out the club. Bullshit ass. Twenty twelve Notre Dame. Twenty fourteen oh, FSU. Yeah. Oklahoma is no longer sullying the top ten of their rankings with their garbage behavior. Um, they can go uh, swap quarterbacks in and out uh, out around like 15th or so and just park it around there for the rest of the year. You beat Oklahoma State because you do that every year, but fine. But no one no one wants to see you anymore. Hey, Jason, it's Bedlam. Anything could happen. Anything could ha- I, I do want to – I wonder what happens if the Big 12 title game is an OU-OSU rematch. Is that Bedlam? And I think we will determine no. that based on if OSU wins. If they do, then it yes. wasn't Bedlam. <laughs> But right, an interesting right. thing happened today, which is that Dave Aranda has a spreadsheet in his head, and he knows that a Big 12 tiebreaker <laughs> includes margin of victory and so forth. So he kicked a bullshit field goal just to run it up on Oklahoma. <laughs> Total bullshit! Just kicked an extra three-point field goal, uh, three-pointer, just in case Big 12 standings come down to that tiebreaker, and Lincoln Riley complained about it. Oklahoma complaining about <laughs> running up the score in a yeah. Big 12 game. Get your asses out of the top 10 and don't come back. Oklahoma. Ann Richards is laughing her <laughs> ass off from heaven at you, Oklahoma. 
This is your entire personality is running up the score on Big 12 teams. Yeah. Go to the Alamo Bowl and think about what you've done. Like, I I just meant that his face was getting weirdly puffy, but I really am concerned that Lincoln Riley is, like, being picture of Dorian Gray into the Stoops family after that bullshit today. Uh, Producer Doug, by the way, shares a great post-game comment from Steve Sarkeesian, which says, this is from Ammar Richardson, Texas football coach Steve Sarkeesian was asked if players have tuned him out. Sarkeesian Uh said, I don't know. You'd (laughs) have to ask them that question. (laughs) Hey, all things are going great. Things are going great. It's weird. They hired a coach who put up a bunch of points with Bama's five stars, and they hired him because he likes the air, the the railroad song. And Listen, wow, let, I can't believe things be are fair. going pretty, pretty poorly. Nobody's talking about the railroad song these days in Texas. <laughs> that is not the topic of conversation. I love, I love the, nope. this, the, the. We can't even talk about the damn monkey anymore. That's how bad their football team is. It's like, oh, the monkey's boring compared to this shit. <laughs> compared to how awful the football team is. You're saying that some eyes in Texas are. Uh... The eyes are indeed well upon you, Texas. We will not be removing them for quite mm. some time because this is fascinating. Be- oh, oh, I got it. I got it. Beware the eyes of Sark. <laughs> the no. eyes of the eye of Sark. No. Sark on. What the fuck did Auburn do today? <laughs> Ooh, oh, 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 oh. They just oh, clocked okay. out. Listen, um, we're, we're still. <laughs> they 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 checked out early to do some independent research into um what the hell went on in the second i can't mm-hmm. even finish this it was too funny so i have a theory about auburn it's this they get to 28 points and their rev limiter kicks in they're like nope <laughs> that's it we got 28 points we're either winning this game or we're losing it this game but we're just getting it by 28 is it like a sudoku game when it's like sorry this is the free version you gotta pay if you want to unlock the <laughs> plus 28 point version and in- brian harson's not it's- dropping a dollar for freemium content i think not one you gotta you gotta insert you gotta insert disc two Ryan, i think it's more like telling your soldiers that you'll come home with your shield or on it and the soldiers are like can i put a blankie on the shield (laughs) is there can i can i get an afghan how cozy is the shield yeah they 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 were up 28 to 3 a number of zero historical significance to any football franchise. To quote our great philosopher king of the 21st century, then what? And then Mississippi State ran off 40 points. 40. Which <laughs> my running gag on Mississippi State all year has been that you do not have to tune in to a Mississippi State game until the middle of the third quarter. This is completely accurate, and that's why I joke about it, because I don't tell jokes. You really don't have to, to show up, because all Mississippi State is doing for the first quarter or so is Mike Leach going, well, let's see how this works. Is there, we could just poke in here. Ugh. You know, Auburn, it's like Will Rogers himself once said, even if you're on the right track, you'll get run over if you just sit there. If you just sit at 28 <laughs> points. <laughs> If you just sit. So here's what happened. Here's what happened when they were down 28-3. God, I've been waiting to do that one for a month now. It's going to be a good chance to. Here are their drives when they were down 28-3. All right? After Auburn scores a touchdown with 337 gone in the second quarter. Touchdown. End of half. Touchdown. Touchdown. Stop. Time out. Touchdown. Time out. Touchdown. 
No, what? there were no timeouts, which is part of the problem. What you are omitting is the distance because I'm looking at it and it's 75 yards, 75 yards, 98 yards, 72. Like it would be, it would be one thing yards. if it was like kicking woes or turnovers or something gave them a bunch of short fields and they got back in the game. But no, that's not what happened. They just kept doing the same death march over and over and over again for 40 points. Mm hmm. Yeah, and do you know what they were running, seriously, on like a third of the plays? Gosh. Mesh. Well, yeah. <laughs> they were just running mesh! Uh. That was it! It was just Will Rogers picking them apart five yards at a time with mesh. <laughs> the pain! There was this one shot of Mike Leach where, you know, he is a guy who is obviously used to his system having success a great deal of the time. You know, he he's a guy who, on a good day, has a look of like genteel bewilderment on the sidelines. And there's a, a kind of a medium close-up shot of him at one point during the game after his kids rip off a big one. And he's like, really? Like, he even looks surprised that it worked. And he's like, seriously? Yeah, he looked he, he looked kind of appalled by what Auburn was <laughs> like doing. Like, he was, he was offended that Auburn was desecrating the game. I, I, I will say today was a useful, a useful sort of, like, microcosm of the difference between what being an Auburn reporter is versus being an Oklahoma or a Texas or a Florida or a Miami reporter, because the, all of the latter group like sort of have to write their columns about like another dark day, frustrating, blah, blah, blah. And if it's Auburn, they just approach your mom in church. They might, but I don't know. No, wait, that's Mississippi state. Never mind. But the op. The Sorry, Auburn God. columnists, I appreciated, leaned like very heavily into like, holy shit, Auburn's never done this before. Hey, guys, <laughs> look, you know, all the weird, dumb shit we've done. This was even weirder. And dumb. Like, I appreciate so much that like the people on the Auburn beat are like, we this is supposed to be a demolition derby. And sometimes you're Truckosaurus and sometimes you're one of 50 buses that's getting crushed. Unprecedented is interesting. The Auburn person understands this. Mm-hmm. The Texas person, uh, oh, mm-hmm. oh, we're not supposed to ever lose to Kansas. Makes right. It, right. Auburn loses to Kansas, and they say, "Fascinating." Right, <laughs> right, right. Auburn is like, look how, look at the displaying position of our legs and arms after we landed on the sidewalk, <laughs> fifty stories below the window from which I've never talking. seen blood spatter like this. It's awesome. <laughs> And it's ours. <laughs> I see Abe Lincoln on a personal watercraft. <laughs> let let me give you the metaphor for exactly how the Mississippi State offense works in the, the contemporary SEC. Most of the time with simple hygiene and cleanliness, it's fine. But if you don't do the things like showering every day, making basic tackles, keeping your football team clean, it will get into your pores and you'll get a serious staph infection and then it'll get into your bones and you're dead. That's what happened to Auburn. Hey, uh, Texas just lost to Gonzaga in basketball. Thank you. Uh, This was four minutes ago. Thank you, Katie Shook, for alerting us uh, to the final score. Gonzaga 86, Texas 74. Mm, Thank you. Also, let me give you, by the way, the best headline on the Auburn State game. Like Kansas, the Zags led basically from start to finish, and the outcome was never in doubt. The the best headline on the Auburn State game that you will read is from Joseph Goodman on AL.com, and it reads, baffling day at auburn ends with serious questions that's every day come on now it's the 
But that's if if you're an Auburn writer, that's what you you should every every column after a loss should sound like a bizarre circus accident has occurred. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like when you when you have the Auburn website new article, that's the that's the starter headline, right? Right. That's that's the that's the boilerplate mm-hmm. headline that's already there. I assume if you're an Auburn beat writer, your homepage is the thesaurus entry for baffling, and you're just like, <laughs> we gotta pick a new one each week. <laughs> We don't know how the elephant got on the high wire, but once it was up there, things went sideways. Thank you, Podcat, for making me an El- an Edward James Olmis uh, avatar on the fly. Yeah, this was, by the way, the biggest comeback in Miss State's history, but yes. Speaking of Auburn, we should note that uh, Clemson trailed 7-0 to UConn. UConn ran back the opening kickoff, complete with a high five on the way in. At the 20. At the 20. High fived his buddy. Yeah, with plenty of room to spare. Yeah. You know, we used to make fun of it, but it's possible Dabo had a point about Clemson not wearing purple because that didn't appear to do them a whole lot of good. No, they did not look like the King of Kings. They, uh-huh. they, they did not look like God's favorite children. Willie today. Korn was not on that field. Even though they won, I'm sorry, it was over. You, UConn, UConn by doing that and, and high-fiving each other at the 20 against Clemson, which why not? Again, people are like, yeah, I have some class. Yeah, you're morons. Go go like, go like get money stolen from you by guys with like... Nobody called out UConn for that. Nobody called out UConn for doing that. Let's talk about a Person South Carolina football team to. we actually <laughs> want to watch. Uh, we are told by friend of the program the gurgling cod that based on his observations today at the coastal carolina game and i'm quoting i'm pretty sure the coastal provost pierces your belly button as soon as you register for classes i hope so i hope that is the case thanks to uh listener so let's say who has already photoshopped edward james old miss for us i am retweeting it to my timeline at edsps if you want to see it because it's pretty pretty damn majestic oh that's beautiful yeah Superb. Edward James almost does look better with a red solo cup in his hand. You know who else stood and delivered? <laughs> Matt Corral. I, w- I was trying to get this further into an, an LSU Arkansas thing, but yeah, Matt Corral. Yeah, he did. He did. But yeah, Sam Pittman. Sam Pittman and them hogs who then who beat tonight, who beat LSU in OT. In an OT, wet. really thank you for making it mercifully brief. Both o- o- overtimes were mercifully brief. I did not know Garrett Nussmeyer was in the mix for LSU at quarterback. It was my fondest wish that that would just be a Nussmeyer that was no relation, but I'm told that's not the case. Arkansas wins 16-13. Arkansas on November 14th is 7-3. and Sure. 7-3, and which I would not have put money on or called in a thousand years. They had- Wake Forest has nine wins. What now? <laughs> That's right. Your God. Wait. Yeah, the moment at which tonight we said, okay, it looks like Kansas has this wrapped up. We can turn on Wake Forest. I think today might have been the first time I have ever watched Wake Forest football on television. Oh, you've been missing out. They don't usually. T- oh, tonight fun, they yeah. wore the. Um the c-3po helmets it was like a weird shiny helmet night for a lot mm-hmm. minnesota wore some kind of this way as well it was a weird uniform day for a lot yeah. of teams yeah. yeah yeah we didn't talk by the way speaking of like weird things we did not talk about the exact way in which miami ended its game there <laughs> this this, this could this could mean several yeah. things i assume you're talking about the very last 
play that didn't really happen but it could also be the goal line stand that didn't need to happen or i don't know take your pick yeah the goal line stand that didn't happen because somehow i watch allegedly intelligent coaches line up week after week with like two minutes or a minute left on the clock in an end game situation and with a very narrow lead sitting there going yeah we can get four stops at the goal line on the one you want to know a time when you might want to look at the analytics of that situation because that's not it's not usually what happens. But maybe it'll work out for us. No. No, that's that's not the way it works. You're no different than any other team. The data is the data. Sorry. They I think got the ball back on let's see. They had the ball Florida State drives down they they get uh they convert a 4th and 14. And then it's first and goal, Miami at the one, with 41 seconds left. Yes. They have 41 seconds and one yard to defend. And and they don't let them score. No, they don't. They they uh, they score on third down, I want to say. And it ends up, they end up getting the ball back with like 26 seconds to go down. Because uh, they also give up the two-point conversion, so they're down three. They need a field goal to tie. So in case any of the coaching staff is listening, why is that bad? Yeah, that would that would be bad because, uh, also, by the way, I believe they had a timeout in the chamber when time expired. I think oh. I think they... No, two? no. They, they, no, what happened was because... Because Florida State didn't score on the play that got them down to the one and decided to run the ball, and Mike Norvell very wisely was like, well, we're not going to, like, if we get it on first down, great, but if we don't, we're not going to hurry back to the line and, like, we're going to, you know, try to make this end the game. Miami had to burn their remaining two timeouts to leave themselves with some chance to still play. I have no idea what Holly's trying to show us. Holly is holding up a tweet from the Kansas Jayhawks that says, you versus the guy they told you not to worry about. And on one side, it is the People magazine cover of Matthew McConaughey as the sexiest man alive. And then on the other side, it is Kansas Jayhawk Paul Rudd and wow. his sexiest man alive cover. Wow. We are we are deep, deep down the well. This is so specific. It is so specific in terms of trash talking. That's fresh, too. It just happened. So Miami ended up burning both its timeouts while not keeping that much time from going off the clock. They like they did leave themselves some time to get the ball back. And then on what ended up being what looked like, well, no, it was a uh, they convert a fourth and 10 and there's two seconds left in the game with the clock stopped to move the chains. Miami rushes up to the uh, to the to the line of scrimmage and spikes the ball. But what's the problem with that? Uh, the problem is, is that you cannot spike the ball with less than three seconds. You need three seconds on the clock to spike. A, ru- a rule that a lot of people... I thought everybody knew this rule, but apparently very few people knew this rule. Mm-hmm. Like, the rule's been on the books yeah. for almost a decade, and I I thought every... I honestly thought everybody knew it yeah. by now. A number of people involved with the game appeared to not. Yeah, no, a couple of people. Only Mike, Mike Norvell knew. Like, Mike Norvell saw it happening, and in a moment that I can only imagine was unmitigated ecstasy, was like, no, 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 the game is over. Mm-hmm. You need to <laughs> you need to go ahead. And yeah, game, game was over. Uh, they blew the last snap of the play, which, to be fair, low probability yeah, play no. anyway. They, right? they weren't in field goal position. It's not like they were going to get to line up. They were still going to have to throw a deep pass, whatever. So, and... and yeah. What fucking chapped me about this game as well is that Miami got back into this game through some very stupid nonsense. They caught a tip ball touchdown. They had a field goal that was missed 
that turned into running into the kicker where they ended up going for it on fourth down. Miami like was very aggressive in the second half of this game when it came to making decisions, and those decisions largely largely paid off and got them the lead for at one point after falling into a big big hole in the first quarter. That happens a lot in Florida. Florida State had been a little more conservative in that regard, but Manny Diaz had a chance to also ice the game. I think it was like a fourth and two or a fourth and three, and he decided to punt. Florida State immediately threw like a 60-yard pass right after that to get right into scoring position. It's just like, I can understand it, even if I don't agree with it, if you are an undefeated team locked in a close game because you're like really wrapped up in... We don't want to get knocked out of the playoff. We like we have national championship goals. We just got to get through this game, whatever, whatever. But if you are Miami or Florida State at this point, or Florida at this point, or any number of teams who like your goals are off the table, you're not playing for a conference championship, you're hoping to limp to bowl eligibility, why would you not just sort of say like, yes, press all but press mash all buttons, smash launch all missiles? Why would you say like, mm, no? I had this same screaming fit uh, at the end of the first half watching Tennessee kneel it out. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. With like 21 seconds in which uh, in which this offense could have run like eight plays. And that, that's all I have mm-hmm. to say about that game. I'm glad to see them competing a little bit. Yeah. George, that game, by the way. Wait, there is actually one thing I want to talk yeah. about in that game, which is N'Kobe Dean in Nicole, pass coverage. N'Kobe Dean. Oh, can he play corner? Oh, that's oh, not the thing. He I can play corner. What if you put him in at corner? What the hell? That's not Did the you thing guys I wanted see to talk this? About. That's not. That's like the opposite of the thing I wanted uh, to talk about. <laughs> what did you want to oh. talk about? Listen, Georgia is extremely good on defense. Oh, I thought you meant another game. Nope. I was like, oh, nope. we're done. Georgia is extremely good on defense. They have a well-crafted offensive system that makes use of their players' talent. And it's still the fucking funniest thing in the world when you watch Stetson Bennett stunt on somebody to run for like 15 yards and pick up a th- pick up a first. It was 14 yards, yeah. and but I figured it out because Stetson. You know what? You know what I'm thinking, and I can't say it. Stetson Bennett looks like a hungover tennis instructor, but I can tell you from experience, <laughs> like hungover tennis me- instructors can fucking run. Like, if that you told can. me that was Jed Fish, I would believe you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you told me that Stetson Bennett was the new commissioner of the Pac-12 and just showed me his picture, I'm like, yeah, sure he is. If this dude's name was Steve yeah, was Bennett 14. and didn't have a fourth and, like, yes. he, he changed the hairstyle just a little bit, mm-hmm. no one would ever say anything about him. No. Like, we, no. we would say, like, oh, George is on offense. Uh, I'll, I'm going to the bathroom. I'll be right. back to, to watch right. George's defense. But because he has the name Stetson mm-hmm. Bennett the Fourth, he's completely fascinating, and it is a it is a miracle that the ball gets moved at all. And he's like number three in the country in passer rating against and against FBS opponents. Like <laughs> he's he's completely efficient and mistake free, and basically yeah. everything they want out of out of an offense, which is just like maybe get some points and get them the ball back so our defense can score. Right. What's what's also funny about it is that Georgia fans are not really, even though everything you just said is true, you get the sense that Georgia fans are not like fully bought in to Stetson Bennett. They're like, oh, no, boy, he's really because they're Georgia football fans. They've seen what Mm -hmm. they know, what their offense is supposed to look like. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I just like also if you see him on the sideline, if you see him on the sidelines, too, he walks over and you go, oh, who's that kicker? 
Like, he does not look like... Like, JT Daniels walking around, if you saw them, JT Daniels looks more like the quarterback. Additionally, JT Daniels, by the way, in talking to Stetson Bennett, they passed, and they had a little conversation on the sideline that looked like your standard, like, hey, bro, that's good, you're <laughs> no, doing no, great. No, no, but what he's actually saying is like, dude, you're not an athlete. Yeah, it's not Stop an athlete. That. Stop that. You're going to get hurt. Yeah, get off the sideline. <laughs> Let me have my like, team back. Like, imagine Stetson Bennett going out on the Ooh. basketball court and just crossing you the fuck up, and you're like, fuck fuck that just happened i don't have to i don't have to because i watched it happen today. yeah no i mean facts are facts and are it facts. wasn't even beautiful to watch like nicobe dean and right that's coverage. the thing is it's not like it's not like johnny manzel when you're like wow what a magician or whatever yes it's um sorry we- it's like putting a city bus in pass coverage Sorry, I can't stop talking about this. No, it's it's fine. Yeah, Georgia cracks me up because on one side of the ball, they are very much well. Khakis and this blue button down will get me through Mm. most of the work week. Ho hum, ho hum. And on the other side of the ball, it's like I disagree with that. I disagree with that. I agree with Ryan though that I don't think they have complete buy-in yet, and I think that makes sense because for a fan base that is so obsessed with legislating who you can and cannot sleep with and when. They know when something's unnatural. They're like, well, if Stetson Bennett can scramble for 14 yards, why can't I marry a box turtle? <laughs> what if we get to the SEC this is, championship this is Pete game message board, and by Stetson the way. Bennett just like goes off and is like, Stetson Bennett ran for 215 yards on the <laughs> Bama team? Holy okay. shit. What if Georgia does the quarterback switcheroo that Alabama had to pull in the SEC championship game and it doesn't work? <sighs> put, Stetson ba- put Stetson back in. <laughs> Problem solved. Like Yeah, put it back in. Stetson yeah. Bennett the Ooh. fifth at that point. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah, because he... JT Daniels is gonna have to call you call you dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. again. You're not an athlete, Stetson. Get off the field. I hate you so much. <laughs> Absolute waste of space. I'll smoke you in the forty. He wouldn't. Stetson Bennett's so much faster than you think he oh, is. Oh, so you were doing I thought he was doing it like uh I was saying he was doing it out of concern for Stetson's welfare. Like, dude, dude, you have to stop running. That's not that's not what we do here. No, I'm saying he's walking by me. He's like, we're going to get in the film room. I want to tear you up. This is piss poor. Such a trash QB. Like, <laughs> why, why would JT Daniels has nothing to lose by, do, by saying that right now? He could totally do that because he's not going to play another down. This game gets a little tighter every week because that's how it works. But Wisconsin controls their destiny in the Big Ten West. And I just thought y'all should know that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> And, w- and, sure. and what's fucked up? Ponderously. What's fucked up is that Wisconsin Wait, has what been, else is fucked up? I mean, they've been playing. Listen, part of this is that they have hit the part what, of this. What's fucked up besides that? I don't Maybe nothing. But they've been playing super well. Yeah. Like for a team that started one and three and the one was a win over Eastern Michigan and they got just absolutely bulldozed by Notre Dame and well, the Notre Dame one was mostly at the end, but Michigan, they did absolutely get bulldozed by like Wisconsin could, it could easily win the division, win 10 games, make a perfectly good bowl game. I still don't think Graham Mertz is that good, but it doesn't really matter at this point because they figured out that they can just, they can just be like, Steady Wisconsin football, filling your f- filling your small intestine. Twenty twenty one Wisconsin review is that they're Wisconsin, I think. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. Additionally, their back their backup QB. Do you know what his name yeah. is? It's a sentence and a command. Chase Wolf. 
Oh, hell yes. Oh, yeah. I remember Chase Wolf from last year. Chase Wolf. Uh, I want to say something about mm-hmm. Northwestern real quick. It's just this so oh. I can get Suit to this yourself. joke. Andrew Marty and Ryan Helinski, their two QBs, went 13 for 26 for 125 yards, no, t- no TDs, and four INTs. Boys, I thought you could read. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I get you were it. smart. I get like, it. Like yeah. newspapers. Oh, Northwestern's mean. a good yeah. school. Like research. Or defense. Also, yeah. I yeah, I I have I didn't watch it and I don't plan to. Indiana. Oh god, <laughs> Indiana is what the the uh, the shirtless shirtless men's conference in the stands. Yes. Yeah, the, the shirtless. Yeah. Listen, I'm sorry. Okay, let's let's talk about that instead because that was a lot more fun. You want to talk about teams that are winning? UConn already won the minute they returned the first kickoff of the game and high-fived at their 20 against Clemson. That's thriving. That's knowing exactly where Mm -hmm. you peaked. I think they actually won that game. I will also say that Indiana took an approach to an absolute ass-kicking the best possible way by random dudes just deciding to whip off their shirts and create an entire spontaneous shirtless section in the upper deck on a day when it was easily like 38 degrees and rainy. Do you know what that reminds me of? To be clear, this was not people people in the upper deck taking their shirts off it was people with better seats taking their shirts off and going to the upper deck yes right yes yes the entire (laughs) upper deck was basically empty (laughs) except for all the dudes congregating there without their shirts guys being dudes dudes rock (laughs) dudes posting their w's (laughs) so they decided that they were they were moderately uncomfortable in better seats and oh but i do it on a full cast after dark and (laughs) i'm a monster that's what Uh, made it weird you do it on a full cast yeah okay uh no this this is basically just people who are moderately uncomfortable in good seats deciding to get extremely uncomfortable and shirtless in shitty seats and this was the proper reaction to indiana football today i mean those they look like they're having a great time they looked really comfortable i thought they look like they were having a good time i don't know about comfort but yeah, the immortal legends, we salute you all. This is exactly the way to do it. Before we discuss another FBS game, I want to pay attention to Jason Kirk's beloved FCS, notably for- Oh my for... God, look at Mark Richt on TV. I know, he looks like- Why are they- li- Okay, this is the lighting on everybody. I was like, Mark Richt looks like he's been embalmed, but the lighting is weird. If y'all are watching the ACC network, will you tell them to like tone the yellow down in the light because everybody looks like they've been dead for three days margaret looks like he has on a stage beard like with spirit gum yeah yeah he looks like he's playing he looks like he's playing the stage manager in our town <laughs> well, yeah, this, welcome to the acc a rustic old town um i wanted to discuss the end of mercer ut chattanooga the why box. here's why uh because leading 10 six with about three minutes to play uh mercer with a four point lead decided to onside kick it (laughs) just just sure just fuck you we're gonna onside kick it (laughs) deal with it so they onside kicked and that's unusual what made it really delightful if you go and find the video of this Mercer decided to do the water boy kick where they decided the best way to onside kick it and make sure it goes 10 yards is to kick it directly off the face of the like closest man to the kicker, which is exactly what they did. 
dude belted the kick. It went straight into the face of a UT Chattanooga player. It bounced back at Mercer. They get the ball, run out the clock, game over. They win 10-6. It was the rudest shit I saw all day long. Like, literally looked at it and was like, that's you. I'm kicking the ball right at you because you are not ready for this shit. I really, really, really want a Power 5 program to steal this. I just can't look. It's it's we're coming down to the end of the season. There's a lot of rivalry games left to be played. Tell me, Florida and Florida State wouldn't do this to each other. They'd fuck it up. <laughs> They'd fuck it up. Yeah, uh, I know. I picked a bad. Uh, I'm sleepy. I'm not sleepy. I am playing Super Nintendo. If if those teams try it, if you like hit it off your own guy or something like that. Like, oh shit! It went sideways somehow. Jason, did you see what happened in South Dakota? South Dakota State. Yeah, we had a... I'm uh, just about to get to that, yeah. We had an exciting finish, didn't we? <laughs> Would you like to tell the listeners what happened? <laughs> uh, we had a, a Hail Mary, and uh, South Dakota Heavy defeated South Dakota State. I, I, di- I didn't see the close-up. <laughs> I only saw the, the view from the stands of the ball bobbled around the Hail Mary and down went the Jack Rapids. Now, did you see why South Dakota was in position to throw the Hail Mary in the first place? This part I did not see. Okay, I'm so happy to share this yeah, with me you. Yeah, me neither. Oh, oh, good. So prior, right before this, South Dakota State had the ball fourth and two and decided instead of punting, even though the, even though the clock was almost completely out, they decided um, we're going to take the snap and we're going to just try to run around to kill the clock so that it'll be a turnover on downs, but there won't be any time left in the game. But instead... South Dakota State's quarterback got pressured and decided to throw the ball. So he threw it as high as he could, and it sailed out of bounds. And much like the Texas-Nebraska Big 12 championship game, the officials looked and decided, well, unlike that game, they decided, oh, there should be one second put back on the clock. And that's why South Dakota had the ball at all to throw that fucking bonkers Hail Mary because South Dakota State tried what, like, is not necessarily a terrible decision, but was certainly executed trickily. (laughs) See, I'm going to do something real cool with this gun before I shoot you with it. Hold on. Mm -hmm. Western Western tricks. Mm -hmm. Oh, I gave you the gun. Mm -hmm. Damn it. Uh, And UMass. Western tricks end in rattlesnake bites. And Mm -hmm. UMass lost to another FCS team. Lost bad. Lost bad to Maine. Man. So. so, Oh, uh, the black bears? Our beloved New Balance black bears. What's up, lightning bears? Yeah, they're back in it. They uh, they have an FBS win on the year. The playoff committee, this this past time around, the, the big controversy was they kept Oregon ahead of Ohio State despite going with the head-to-head, basically. And then with Michigan, Michigan State, they flip-flopped the head-to-head. So the big question is, does head-to-head matter or not? Now I want them to rank all 130 teams because I desperately need to know whether they think UConn or UMass should rank number 130. <laughs> because UMass beat UConn, but mm-hmm. UMass is awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's whole new levels of awful. Mm-hmm. Whereas you know U- UConn has, at times, broached semi-competence we, we saw it with our own eyes so like it we, once you evaluate the complete body of work and game control and strength of record and so on the, 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 there's not much strength weakness of record might be the best way to put it when you're but talking like, about these two teams it's technically called the corpse of work <laughs> <laughs> well, it's still a body this, yeah the, the dead body Ladies of work gentlemen of the playoff committee we we seen it <laughs> defend your lives <laughs> <laughs> 
the, the the race for worst team in the country if it comes down to head to head that's fine that's fair please leave umass in the running though man they, they are working their asses off for that crown maybe this can be their project like the week of the army navy game just to you know justify the cost of that marriott ballroom sam hartman has been on the set for the acc network for like 35 minutes at this point. Sam Hartman had one of the most ACC QB lines I've ever seen. He threw for over 300 yards tonight, three TDs, and three interceptions. boy. As in all things, perfectly balanced. I just wanted to say shouts out to Georgia State because the Concrete Campus today went on the road and the Panthers managed to pick up a 42-40 win over the vaunted Coastal Carolina Fancy Chickens. The Chanticleers took an L at the hands of my hardworking Stateness State School of all state schools, Georgia State. Shout outs to the Panthers for a magnificent a, win. Are we all a house divided inside our own hearts between between Georgia State and Coastal Carolina? That's a tough one for this show. It is. I'm generally probably going to pull for Coastal more because on the alignment of Georgia State versus the jet ski coastal mm-hmm. yeah. bad tattoo culture, I kind of lean more towards the latter than the former. Gotcha. But much respect to what Georgia State did, even if I still ride hard for my strip mall princes of Coastal Carolina and their airbrush glory. Gonna laugh my ass off if Cincy beats Georgia in the playoff. D- oh. stop. Why would you no. do that? See, if that, if that see, happens, now you, now if that happens we just retire the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I'm cool with that. No, no. I'm cool with that. It's not savvy <laughs> no, of us, but that's fine. Uh, what a what a novel situation that will be to find us making a bad business decision. Go birds. Funny. Go, go Ryan, birds. Ryan, would you listen, uh, not to bring up Ryan's covered or uncovered torso it's covered. two weeks in a row, but Ryan, would you like to tell, well, our listeners don't know that, and that's why sure. I was going to ask right. you if you would like to describe for our listeners what you are wearing. Um, I'm wearing the... On your upper body at the moment. I'm wearing the satin Eagles jacket that I that I talked about buying on Twitter that says Philadelphia Eagles on it, huge in the back. Can you see that? And then... Uh, yes, it's, I can. It's, uh, it's personalized. It looks like a bowling jacket. It's personalized and it says Penny. In, in beautiful embroidered script. So I've been discussing with several people that I suspect Penny is a nickname. One of them suggested that it could be short for penitentiary. So this could be a former uh. inmate or corrections officer's Eagles, Eagles jacket. What if it... I still maintain that it is Penny Marshall's Penny Marshall's. Jacket. Yeah, I mean... I choose to yeah. believe that as well, but maybe Penny Marshall was a CO for a time. Who's to say? Matt Areza, 65-yard punt. Count Hell yeah. it. Hell yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah I believe that makes uh, 270 <laughs> yards punting for the night with him with an average of around 57. We're going to get that up by the end of the night, though. <laughs> punt God is working. I like that he's... No, it's it's okay for him to have us have some light work. Let's, let's, let's let him have a B day. A B day where he only averages fifty-seven yards. A no, punt. I, I don't mean B as in like uh, as in like a letter grade. I mean B as in like a B a B workout day, right? B yeah. B as in bombs. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Nothing but bombs, baby. He's absolutely absolutely real. By the way, uh, more like Matt Airaidza, right? It- <laughs> I enjoy that people legitimately now tune into San Diego State football hoping that their offense will do nothing. I have seen multiple tweets hoping, yeah, I hope they get like zero yards. Yeah, that's Brady Hoke. Yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah, too bad we can't hear from him. <laughs> He's so beautiful. He's been waiting his whole career. 
just so he could get a punter who can kick at 60 yards reliably. <laughs> a guy who uncorked an 80-yarder earlier this season. I do wish that this this had happened at Michigan. When So Michigan fans would be like, what? Everyone's <laughs> tuning in to watch us punt? God damn it. Hate this. Man, I talked myself out of and into it in one sentence because I was like, then we would have to listen to Michigan fans talk about how punters are the siege engines of football offense. And then I thought, no, I would actually enjoy that, which that means I'm part good. of the problem. That's new. <laughs> Tonight, by the way, Mike the Tiger, LSU's plush mascot, oh dear, uh, wore a Hogs costume that had uh, nipples on the front, like teats. No, I was so hoping you wouldn't use that word. Teats, yeah, six no, of them. Not again. It's very pink. Mm-hmm. Very, very pink and very, very terrifying. And and then what? Mm. And then they lost to Kansas. No. 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 I just wanted to say no. that. Then no. they lost Who to Kansas. Who would go and do a thing like My that? Tweet of Remember the night. when Texas lost to Kansas? <laughs> yeah. My favorite tweet of the night was Jason pointing out that after Texas flees Kansas, they're going to be unpleasantly surprised to find our Kansas waiting for them in the <laughs> SEC. The replies to that, uh, real quick, is nothing yeah. but Arkansas fans say, we already beat them. We already beat them. We already beat them. <laughs> Let me go through this real... Hold they on. Did. I want to I work something out real quick. So Texas joins the SEC in 2023. Is that right? Yeah, it, yes, is that when we, do we, we have, that's, that's the, that's that the latest that's what we be, that's what we believe will be the case right we have around 36,000 hours until they join the SEC yes unless enough strings get pulled all right but it's not going to be later than 2023 right okay right. so Texas in 2023 will be an SEC school and will almost certainly not be playing Kansas as a non-conference opponent right that's one <laughs> two because they played at home this year Texas will play Kansas on the road next year, which means it's entirely possible that the last time Kansas plays in <laughs> Texas at Daryl K. Royal will be a vic- They will go out want a victory. They left with the title belt. You know what this is? You know what this is? What? The last A&M Texas yes! game. Yes, Texas yes. fans for eight years now exactly. never play them again. <laughs> Keep yes. that same energy. I, I hope. I hope Texas, the Texas Ooh. legislature, gets a lot of pressure. We got to start playing Kansas again. We can't just let this. We got to get that dove back. <laughs> nope. Look, I think I. I can't. Daryl Kansas Royal Stadium right. now. The haunted ghost of Lance Leopold. I'm alive. How dare you? <laughs> I think it's great that Texas is going to get an opportunity to build new rivalries. They're going to play Kansas on Thanksgiving just to get that dub back. <laughs> but oh, they'll only play us in Jerry World. That's not the same. No, God damn it. That's not, not that's, close enough. That's where we lose to Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, you lost to Kansas and Arkansas. Shit. Get me Arkansas State. <laughs> You'd lose to pre-Kansas, post-Kansas, para-Kansas, hemi-Kansas, semi-Kansas, Great Lakes, Kansas Kansas, Code Red, Kansas Naval. I lost to Kansas 64? God damn it! Kansas Coast Guard. I lost to Kansas for men. Kansas Junior? (laughs) I lost to Kansas Junior. Can you imagine a worse state than Kansas Junior? That's Nebraska. Yeah, that's better than what I was going to say. Let's go with what Jason did. All right. 
Oh, thank you for joining us tonight. For uh, wait, Ryan has something. He does. Else on you, his do you have, no, you have a nightcap no, I for just, us? I just, I'm, I'm gonna go sleep in my Eagles jacket. Go birds. <laughs> <laughs> wait, is it okay? Is the best there part a, is you really are gonna do is that. Is there a quilted lining? Yes, there sure is. Here's the other thing. In a huge, in a huge, huge upset, the jacket doesn't smell. I was going to ask you if it came from a smoking home. Okay. I was uh-huh. fully expecting it to smell like hot dogs and cigarettes. Now, as far as I can tell, it's been thoroughly cleaned. Penny rides forever, fuckers. I, I just figured the Eagles jackets came like with menthols in the pocket. Yeah. In order to unlock the full power of that jacket, you're going to have to make it smell like hot dog water and menthols. Yeah. Maybe like, okay, just open up some American spirits. And just like sprinkle the tobacco into the laundry compartment or into the detergent compartment. <laughs> You're gonna deadlift in that thing, aren't you? I'm gonna I'm gonna wear this all around Nashville and confuse the fuck out of everyone. I'm gonna go to every Vanderbilt home game next year in this jacket. Ryan, if I come to Nashville and find some Vikings gear, can we cosplay the Go Birds scene? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> go Birds. Vandy's yeah. like, are are, are are those what NFL scouts look like? <laughs> yep. Yep, it's I me. bet we could convince some people. It's me, Steve Eagles, here to look at your team. <laughs> yeah, had... my dad owns the team, but I'm really starting to take on more ownership. <laughs> Hi, I'm Eagles General Manager Penny. <laughs> <laughs> That's my name tag. It says General Manager Penny. <laughs> yeah, you may you may know me as the People's Princess. <laughs> to go to bed you're gonna end up with a tattoo of princess <laughs> die in that yeah i want to recreate that teaser poster for Kristen stewart's diana biopic that has her just like sprawled out in the wedding gown but it's just ryan in the jacket <laughs> like with the with the with a gown form of the jacket that just pulls around you and forms the entire poster yep. yeah or Approved. if we could do a silver yeah. sonic one where he's bruno mars singing in the jacket and Our... i'm lying face down oh man tennis wait ensemble. wait wait till... do yeah. pe- wait do you guys know about spencer's tracksuit has that been on the show yet I don't are, think so. Are you aware no. of this thing that he has purchased? No. No, I have purchased a th- a Bab- a Babar tennis themed. Uh, <laughs> I saw you tweet about this. It's like real. Joggers, jogger suit. Oh, he bought yeah, it. Yeah, it's real. It has it has like the Babar cartoon trim on the blue joggers. Like the and then it, it has like Rick Rack on it. Yeah, and then it has like a sweat jacket, right? And it has on the back Babar playing tennis with the words Babar tennis on it. Now here's the real problem. It fits you so well that you're going to wear it all the time. Yeah, it's a problem. <laughs> it may be my most expensive piece of clothing. I'm just glad we both have our outfits picked out for Godfrey's funeral. We're going to look great. <laughs> Is that why he hadn't been in slack? <laughs> He'll get better. He'll oh. recover. <laughs> what? I like him the way he is. All right, I'm going to go now. All right. Three weeks when he listens thanks, to this, he's going to be Thanks, mad. y'all. Thanks to everybody who made it uh, all the way to the end of this thing, as we do every week. We love you. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for coming by. And Kansas beat Texas. Kansas beat Texas. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.